Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of What Cause Inspires You. I'm your host, Alicia Gupta, and today I have with me Anya and Catherine. I launched What Cause Inspires You podcast as a way for students to share the service they're doing in their communities. We encourage youth like these girls who are making a change to improve the world to speak up about their stories and become a leader in the movement. Anya is a senior at Lakeside School and has been an artist for as long as she can remember. A proponent of racial equity in the arts, she co-founded the Colorization Collective to create space for teen artists of color who, like her, may feel underrepresented in the art community. Anya is also the event director for Teens Ticks Leadership Board, as well as a participant in many community service and writing related extracurriculars. Catherine is also a senior at Lakeside School who has spent more of her time on stage or in rehearsal than not. She has danced with artists from all over the country and more recently finished the Seattle Children's Theater Young Actors Institute with Anya. As a co-founder of The Collective, Kat wants to find a way to make the arts inclusive for all audiences regardless of race and strives to have equal, authentic representation in the arts community. We are recording this presentation and we'll post the video on YouTube by Saturday and the audio on Spotify by Friday. I'm so excited to have both Anya and Catherine here with us today. And I love their cause, especially anything to do with racial equity and then integrating arts on top of that, simply amazing. So why don't we start right there? Girls ready? Awesome. Anya and Catherine, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your organization and what got you started? Hi everyone, um, my name is Katherine Lau. I'm 17 years old and as Alicia mentioned before, a senior at Lakeside School in Washington State. Um, I started getting involved in the arts as a ballet dancer, but have since incorporated more voice and acting into my artistic pursuit. Yeah, and I'm Anya. I'm also 17 and uh, like Kat, I started out in ballet and since then I've moved more to singing and writing. As for our organization, Anya and I met at a summer acting intensive YII in 2018, in which we were among the few artists of color in a cohort of 20 or so um, young actors. But from the intensive, we also had the opportunity to speak with and learn from professional artists of color. So we kind of got together after that to see if we could find ways to push for diversity and equity um, for teens like us. Yeah, and that's really what got us started in creating the Colorization Collective, which is an organization that supports teen artists of color. We provide our participants with resources, opportunities, and mentors and peers who look like them. And in doing so, we want to promote racial equity in the arts, but beyond that, we want to promote racial equity in the world at large. That's simply amazing, girls. Um, and I actually... I'm not going to call myself an actress in any means because that's definitely not for me, but I did do a few acting clubs, um, I think my middle school and early high school years, uh, and I can definitely say that I was one, maybe one of a few handful um, of people of color in that program, and I think that just goes to show um, on both ends, right, if maybe we're not inclined to based on society's uh, perceptions of who is allowed to be an actor, who, who's allowed to be an artist, but also in the other side is, are we welcomed from society? Um, so I think what you're doing is simply amazing. And I know we've included in your organization, but for our audience, why don't you expand a little bit more about the initiatives and programs that you currently run under Colorization Collective and how others can get involved in your organization? 
So our most recent launch of an ongoing program is our chapters program in which um, young artists can start their own branch of the colorization collective in their local communities. And then um, our mentorship program, which is launching on Saturday, August 29th, so it's coming up, we're really excited about, is uh, another one of our big projects. It was an ongoing process. We had to get grants, find a fiscal sponsor, Teen Ticks, thank you. Um, and it, it just involves pairing teen artists of color with professional artists of color in their communities. Yeah, and we also run a few programs under the general umbrella of online content. So we run blog articles like reviews of race related shows, interviews with both adults and teen artists of color. We promote the work of teen artists of color on our blog and we also host a web series and really all of these programs just to harken back to our mission of connecting artists, um, connecting teen artists of color, promoting their work and shining a light on what it's like to be an artist of color in this space. Definitely, yeah. And before I kind of screen share um, the video, I one quick question for you guys. How, like, what was the time span? When did this whole thing get started? Um, and what media platform can people reach out to you on? So, yeah, again, we met in 2018. 18. Um, we officially started in June of 2019, and we've been in this for over a year now. Um, you can apply to be on our leadership team, a featured artist, um, or otherwise, there are other ways to get involved on our website. And uh, we currently have a collaboration with Sublini Journal. So if you'd like to stay updated on that, you should follow our social media platforms and sign up for our newsletter. Awesome. And yeah, we will be posting all of their contacts um, on this chat as well as all humanity rights and social medias. But for now, um, that's just a lot of expansion in one year, so props to both of you, but let's play that video I was talking about. Let me optimize it. Alrighty. In general, I have definitely felt that race is a barrier in my experience of being like, a thespian of color <laughs> and I think that like it's it stems from the fact that when you go into an audition the director whoever like the casting director is gonna be is gonna the first thing they're gonna see is the color of my skin and I think that they're going to from then on like have this opinion already in their mind of like who I am it's always a worry of like them thinking more about my race than of my like actual talent and casting me because they want to fill a quota. To other people, it seems like the reason I get cast or like the reason I'm in the drama department or the reason like people, like the director like likes me or something is just because I'm the token black person that they have to like save or raise up. My experience being the only person of color in like an all white cast has been kind of hard, honestly. It definitely feels very isolating. I, I feel like I, I'm always having to like prove myself in some way or like represent for the rest of like my race or like for the people who come after me. And so having that added pressure, like also having to like be sociable or and be fun because if I'm not like like smiling or like being happy, people will think like, oh, she's just like another like angry like black girl or she's being like moody and like not happy right now like why is she so sad I've had the thing where people have called me like an Oreo which means 
black on the outside, white on the inside. And people have been like, oh, you're not actually black because you're doing theater and that's not like a, black people don't do that. Like, uh, black teens don't do that. Black girls don't do that. And so I've, I've definitely felt the pressure from stereotypes. And I, did, I think they play a huge role. Wow, that was extremely powerful. Um, and I hadn't seen that video beforehand and that definitely just goes to show that there are real stereotypes that are being playing that are playing in all of the art forms um, and not honestly not addressed enough um, before you girls came up I didn't see much of racial equity in the arts as a topic in the forefront so definitely really important for all of us to be talking about today um, and that video just goes to show that it's affecting real lives um, and any time that something's affecting real lives there should be a cause to stand up for it. Uh, so with that in mind, do you guys have any art um, recommendations for our listeners to really promote that diversity and equality? I haven't done as much reading, et cetera, <laughs> over quarantine as I would have liked to. Um, there's a dance show that I'm really into right now. It's called Jiu, which translated as Street Dance of China. It's in its third season. It's really great. It's so amazing to see, you know, dancers from all across the world really get into hip hop and street dance. Um, I also follow a few like watercolor and bullet journal people. Maruti Bitterman, she's got really nice work. Yeah. Um... Kat, I really want to see that dance show, so please send me the link. Um, I would say I watched this show a while ago, but um, I, there's a theater show called Passover, and it's it's about two young Black men, and it focuses on topics of police brutality. Um, it's really, really relevant right now. I don't, because it's live, I don't think you can watch it, but if you happen to find the script or um, little plug, if you check out the article we wrote on our blog, um, you can get a better sense of how important that art piece is. Awesome. Yeah, definitely go check out. Um, I know, especially in the music industry, we need to be highlighting a lot more artists of different colors. So make sure to really explore um, your horizons and go out of your comfort zones to try to listen to music from different genres. Um, but with that being said, I don't think I've, maybe I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, but I don't think I've mentioned it here yet. So I am a dancer um, and I actually went to a Catholic school. So Bollywood dance, which is the dance um, I most trained in, wasn't as accepted in a Catholic school. Um, and that for various reasons had a mental impact on me for sure. But um, I'm more interested in why you guys believe that racial equity in the arts is important. Yeah, um, personally, I feel that what we see in the arts is we tend to replicate that in real life. So if, we, if, we're, if we're seeing shows that portray stereotypical characters, we're going to internalize that and then kind of spew that hatred out in the world. But on the flip side, if we see diversity in the arts, um, we're going to be more diverse and more inclusive in our real lives. And also just from a personal perspective, I think representation is incredibly important when I know when I see someone who looks like me in the arts, whether that be in film or in a book, I feel that my identity and my perspective and beliefs that I'm, I'm valid and my identity is valued. For sure. Echoing Anya, I find that arts are literally everywhere. So racial equity is important for 
literally any fields, not just the arts. Um, I think it's key having a diverse mix of voices on leadership teams who are leading movements so that everyone feels included, not just the people, you know, whose voices are being heard. And starting at a place of mutual respect for each other and the people around you is just so important to having like healthy and productive relationships and barriers like racial inequity are just really toxic and harmful, um, especially to the younger generations. You know, if one young actor looks up and sees all white people getting awards and getting casted as leads, they're probably going to drop out. And we lose an entire generation of amazing artists just because of a lack of representation. Yeah, very well said. And I know this is controversial, but um, Never Have I Ever, starring uh, a South Asian actress, right? Um, regardless of what the show has behind it, its meanings, the point is that we finally get representation from a minority group in a Netflix series that hit off the roof. Um, and that representation will just allow for a, a pathway um, of more South Asian and hopefully other minority actresses and actors to really take the lead and say that it's okay to be um, in this industry and it's okay to pursue a career in the arts. Um, but with that, let's do a quick poll. Um, we want to know our most, what, um, I guess, category are most of your artists you follow? Uh, so it's a pretty even split between um, Asian Pacific Islander and never even thought about it. Yeah, interesting to see how um, K-pop and it's it's mainly K-pop have kind of taken uh, the states by storm recently. And I would also say that the never have I thought about it category, I definitely feel that before I started becoming more involved in racial equity, equity work, I was perhaps the same way. Um, I think once you get more involved in this work and you start looking around um, at the art you're consuming or just the people you're following in your day-to-day -day life, you start becoming more aware of um, inequities just in general. Yeah, definitely. And just kind of going off of that, um, I think both Anya and Kat mentioned this, but once you start talking about it, it becomes more mainstream, right? So the first step for raising awareness is to simply talk about it, make it make people um, aware and known of the fact that these artists are acceptable, they're valid, and they're super talented. Um, and then that's, that's a step right into them becoming popular, um, gaining more interest, and all of the above. But um, that will require some work and obviously changes over time, right? What we, our perceptions now are not the same as our perceptions before. So um, in terms of your organization, how have your goals changed throughout the process and throughout times? We've always had a focus on like younger artists of color, but um, we also recently, more recently kind of expanded to include adult artists of color, just so we can put an emphasis on building connections and having um, role models to, to look up to. Um, but there's still definitely like a focus on teen leadership. Our fiscal sponsor, Teen Ticks, for example, does have a board of adults. Um, but when we work together, it's always from a place of collaboration and having conversations, not them telling us what to do. Yeah, just to echo what Kat said, um, we're very much by teens for teens. Um, but kind of going back to your question, um, I think it's really, especially in the last few months, we we recently featured someone from Mexico, someone from Malawi. Um, we have a team member now from India and then people from Wisconsin and North Carolina. And obviously we're based in Seattle. So um, when we started, I think we had 
initially envisioned this, you know, being a local thing, maybe if it spreads through the state, that would be cool. But just seeing that we're saying that we're international now is really exciting. Um, it's super cool. It's a great milestone to hit. I think also when we started, we were asking people that we knew and having, you know, both come from a performing arts background, a lot of the people we talked to were performing artists, but we recently featured a makeup artist and talked to a pie designer. So um, our scope of art mediums has also definitely changed and grown over the year. That's amazing. And congrats to both of you. Um, we can definitely relate on the fact that it's by teens for teens, right? Um, Humanity Rising is mostly a student-run organization um, and we cater to support youth change makers like yourselves. That being said, I do think direction from elders is never a bad thing. Hence our series, like our professional perspectives, getting insights from experts. Um, but you should never be daunted by the fact that um, the adults and professionals will look down because as someone from my previous podcast mentioned, youth are the now. They're not the future, they're the now. They're the people making the change right now and they have all the capabilities with the right support system. So that's amazing. Um, and I think that just kind of leads us to our next question here, but what have you guys learned personally while running the Colorization Collective? Yeah, I think for me, I think the importance of communication at the beginning of this process, um, Kat and I were obviously co-founders, but I feel like I wasn't doing as much communicating as I should have been, but definitely at the start of, at January, the start of 2020, and even more, definitely even more during quarantine and in April, um, we've been, like, I will message her every day, Kat's like, Anya, stop, <laughs> please give me a break, um, but I think we've definitely become We've become way more in sync. Um, we know exactly what's happening with the organization, and that's that's I think why we've been able to have so much growth over the past few months, just because we're so in tune with each other. And for me, I think something that was kind of big is realizing that smaller successes are just as important as you know the really big milestones and should be celebrated and recognized as such. As well as um, there's there's you know there's power behind what we're doing and there's some degree of responsibility and accountability, but um, just really being not afraid, unafraid to make a stand and support that. And um, Anya, like we said, we started talking more and our working cells kind of work really well together. And that's, it's been really cool to see and just realize that like, yes, this is our thing, but also it's bigger than us. Yeah, definitely well said. And I can see your guys' energy bouncing off of each other. Um, and trust me, co-founding is not an easy thing. Teamwork doesn't always come easy, right? But um, you guys are doing an amazing job and seem very in sync with your mission, your thought process. So um, all round of applause to you guys for this. But that uh, we do have time for only one last question. Um, some would say the most important question, but in light of the recent pandemic, how has the COVID-19 and quarantine impacted your organization and how, was, have, you, how have you seen it impact um, racial equity in the arts? Yeah, um, I think personally um, at my school, I'm the leader of this club called the Our Voice Club. And so we, go and to senior homes and we produce for um, in-person concerts there. And so at the start of quarantine, 
we were able to collaborate with DR Voice Club and the Colorization Collective and produce virtual concerts for seniors during quarantine. Um, and that was a really unique experience that I don't think would have happened if, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think it necessarily would have happened if quarantine hadn't hit. Um, and I would also say kind of shifting our mentorship virtual, um, that was definitely a big, that was a big change that was really difficult, but um, I'm definitely happy with, as Kat mentioned earlier, how it's turning out. We also really put our foot to the gas uh, in terms of social media. We we've built our social media mainly over quarantine. Um, and I think outreach has been a little bit different because everyone is at home and, you know, life is kind of on hold. It's been a little bit easier to just send an email, get a response and hop on a Zoom to chat about stuff. And in terms of racial equity in the arts right now, I think there's obviously been a really big push for racial equity, but um, even just on social media or in the news, you can see that um, the literary world, Hollywood, um, the music industry, all these places are having a reckoning. And I think um, there's, our organization is really timely right now. And I'm really excited that there's been a kind of a collective understanding that this cause is really important. Awesome, thank you so much girls. And I love hearing that social media has played a big part because I am a marketing and communications major. So whenever someone says that marketing has helped them grow a movement, I'm like, yes, I've been telling you guys this all along. Um, but thanks once again for coming on this podcast and for all the work that you are doing. Um, I will be attaching um, Colorizations Collective's email and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and all of the above in all of our social media. So be sure to look up for a follow-up post. Um, but honestly, this is so inspirational to me and I'm sure to everyone who's listening. It's amazing that you both help people feel more comfortable so they can really do what they're passionate about. So thank you so much for sharing that with us.